0: Hi! You're about to get smarter in just a few minutes with Curiosity Daily from Discovery. Time flies when you're learning super cool stuff. I'm Nate.
1: And I'm Callie. If you're dropping in for the first time, welcome to Curiosity, where we aim to blow your mind by helping you to grow your mind. If you're a loyal listener, welcome back.
0: Today, you'll learn about how barnacles could lead researchers to the site of a lost plane crash, a record-breaking polar bear party up north, and a new dinosaur discovery that could shed light on the era of their demise.
1: Without further ado let's satisfy some curiosity. A University of South Florida geoscientist thinks he might be able to locate the long-lost wreckage of Malaysia Airlines flight MH370, which went missing somewhere over the Indian Ocean back in 2014.
0: Sorry, did you say geoscientist? Like they studied geology?
1: Actually, Associate Professor Gregory Herbert is an evolutionary and conservation biologist whose specialty is marine invertebrates.
0: Like oysters?
1: Yep, and conches and barnacles. In fact, it's the barnacles Hmm. that he thinks will lead them to the crash site.
0: Okay, I've heard of rescue dogs, but uh, not homing barnacles.
1: (laughs) Okay, let's back up a little. About a year after the plane tragically went missing, along with 239 passengers and crew, some debris washed up on Reunion Island off the coast of Africa. Professor Herbert happened to see the news when that happened, and he noticed that barnacles had attached to the debris.
0: So far, this is like a Sherlock Holmes mystery. I know there are clues, but I can't figure out why.
1: Let's just say it's a good thing Herbert saw images of the debris, because for the past two decades, he's been at the forefront of the research of marine invertebrates like the barnacle. He and his team had figured out a way to analyze the shells of these little creatures to learn the temperature of the ocean water in which they were formed.
0: Wow. Okay, so you could tell how hot or cold the water was where the barnacles grew their shells?
1: Yeah, exactly. So these little guys grow shells like trees grow rings, uh, layer upon layer. And guess what the chemical composition of each layer depends on?
0: Water temperature? Exactly. All right, Sherlock, another mysterious clue. Barnacles and water temperature. So how does that lead to a nearly 10-year-old plane crash?
1: Well, it turns out that the Indian Ocean is not only enormous, the area where the plane went missing is also notorious for rapid temperature shifts. Herbert thinks that some of the larger barnacles on the debris are big enough to have formed very soon after the plane went down.
0: Aha, so if they can figure out the temperature at which the barnacles formed, they can figure out where in the ocean they formed?
1: That's right. When they combine the temperature data from the shells with ocean current modeling, they can at least partially recreate the drift path of the debris. To put it another way, imagine you find a message in a bottle, but you have no idea where it floated from. But along its journey, everyone who found it put a local stamp on the paper inside and sent it on its way.
0: So the shell is the bottle, and the temperature data are the stamps. You just have to follow the stamps back to the beginning. You got it. So what's stopping them? I mean, they haven't found it yet, right?
1: That's a great question. They are only waiting on the biggest barnacles to be made available for study. The search for the missing plane was called off in 2017. The research team thinks that even if their temperature data doesn't put them precisely on the location of the crash site, it'll get them close. And that can bring some closure to the families who have lost loved ones.
0: All thanks to a barnacle and an intrepid biologist. A town in Canada is about to get overrun by polar bears.
1: (laughs) Okay, that sounds like the cutest, cuddliest blockbuster thriller of all time. Uh, Well,
0: depending on your definition Eh, of cuddly. Maybe. (laughs) Uh, But this, okay, this actually happens every year in the tiny town of Churchill, Manitoba, which is the unofficial polar bear capital of the world.
1: Awesome capital to have. Why are there so many polar bears there? Is there like an all-you-can-eat seal buffet or something?
0: Yeah, you're on the right track. So about 900 people live in Churchill, which is on the shore of Hudson Bay, about 600 miles north of Winnipeg.
1: So it's in the Arctic.
0: It's right along the edge of the Canadian Arctic, and that's partly why there's such a huge polar bear rager there every year between July and November. In fact, it's estimated that there are about as many polar bears as there are people in the area. The town is basically right in the middle of a sort of polar bear highway. During the winter months, the polar bears live on the frozen bay where that all-you-can-eat seal buffet is, but when the ice melts in the summer, they head inland. By November, they're all up on the shore waiting for the bay to freeze over again.
1: Okay, what do they eat when they're on shore?
0: Uh, Kind of whatever they can get their cute, furry, clawed, massive paws on. (laughs) That means that Churchill can get a little wild in those months, and it's not just from bears. Tourists also pile in to see if they can catch a glimpse of one of these incredible creatures.
1: Isn't that dangerous?
0: Yeah, it can be. They (laughs) actually have a polar bear jail where they can keep the more unruly fellows until they calm down and can be released back into the wild. But folks here are so used to the annual visitors, the the bears, that is, that they know how to behave around them. There aren't all that many dangerous interactions, especially considering the amount of bears in the area. In fact, only two people have been killed by polar bears in Churchill, one in 1968 and one in 1983. But this year is shaping up to be a record-breaker.
1: Okay, the people of Churchill are expecting like a bear-nanza, are they? <laughs>
0: Something like that. As of mid-August of this year, officers in the Polar Bear Alert Program have received over 75 calls from people about bears in the area and have had to detain three bears. The same time last year, they had only gotten 18 calls, and they hadn't yet detained a single bear.
1: Okay, that's like over four times as many as last year. Um, so what's going on here? Does this have something to do with, I don't know, like climate change?
0: Yes, but not exactly in the way you might think. So you've probably heard that the Arctic regions are seeing some pretty incredible changes. The natural cycles of freezing and thawing are being somewhat disrupted. In Churchill, though, the ice is actually coming sooner than other places.
1: Okay, so the polar bears are heading there first. So what does this record-breaking octobear tell us about the actual numbers of polar bears out in the wild? Um, Does an onslaught of bear sightings mean that their numbers are finally stable?
0: Sadly, no. By some estimates, the population of bears in Hudson Bay has dropped more than a quarter in the last five years, and that's after an 11% drop during the five years before that. The species continues to be incredibly vulnerable, and at the current rate of decline, some think it could be totally wiped out by the turn of the century.
1: Data like that makes this year's record-breaking Churchill bear party a little bittersweet.
0: I wouldn't count them out just yet. They are an ancient, incredible creature that can adapt to a lot of adversity, but they will definitely need our help.
1: I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me.
0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today.
1: About 66 million years ago, as the Tyrannosaurus Rex reigned over the northern hemisphere, an asteroid fell from the sky and changed everything. But what most people don't know is that researchers have long believed that the dinos were already on their way out when the meteorite hit.
0: Really? I didn't realize that. I always thought the asteroid put an end to an otherwise endless dino party just raging all over the world.
1: (laughs) I did too, actually. Um, But across the American West, in places like Colorado and Wyoming and the Badlands of the Dakotas, some of the best places on Earth for fossil finding— archaeologists have noted that around the time of the blast, there was already a notable decline in diversity among the dinos.
0: So the asteroid just kind of pushed it along a bit.
1: I mean, that's what they thought. Um, Until now, a huge new discovery in Morocco is forcing scientists to rethink everything.
0: So the dinosaurs were still shaking things up in Morocco.
1: Yep, and potentially all across Africa. These new fossils were actually full of surprises. The first being that they were found in an ancient, shallow seabed.
0: Hmm, were the fossils they found from marine dinosaurs?
1: Not all of them. They found two new species, both of which were abelisaurids, the same family as the apexiest of apex predators, the T. rex. One of them was an eight-foot-long ankle biter that likely had a short bulldog-like snout. It probably also had teeny tiny little arms like T. rex and other abelisaurid relatives. The other one was probably about 15 feet long and looked a lot like its T. rex cousin.
0: So what is the significance of finding these guys in a seabed?
1: Researchers aren't exactly sure why they're finding them there, but it's not just dinosaurs they're digging up. Along with the plesiosaurs and mosasaurs and these new abelosaurids, they're finding sharks and marine reptiles in huge abundance. And what that tells them is that their assumption that dinos were in the decline when the asteroid hit needs some rethinking. In fact, at least in Africa, diversity was still king.
0: Okay, so why was the diversity in decline over here?
1: So that's a great question. They know that the climate was cooling off in the period before the meteor hit. So while the T-Rex was T-Rexing it up over here, it's possible that the cooling would have had an impact on those animals at higher altitudes first. And if you think about Wyoming, Colorado, the Badlands…
0: I think about mountains.
1: Exactly. But that's just one theory. The truth is, it's exciting for scientists to make new discoveries like this because it gives them space to reimagine what they thought they already knew.
0: Give a scientist a clue and a mystery… They're happy.
1: (laughs) The magic of curiosity.
0: Let's recap what we learned today to wrap up.
1: Inspired by barnacles on wreckage from the missing Malaysia Airlines flight MH370, a scientist led a team to develop a new method that extracts ocean temperatures recorded in the shells, hoping these temperature clues can help reconstruct the debris drift path and finally reveal the plane's long-lost crash site. The largest barnacles may hold enough historical clues to trace all the way back to the origin, But the search for answers continues as families seek closure years after the 2014 disappearance.
0: The small Canadian town of Churchill, known as the polar bear capital of the world, is seeing an unprecedented number of the iconic yet threatened Arctic animals this year, leading to more encounters with residents and forcing local wildlife officers to temporarily detain roaming bears before returning them to their rapidly melting natural habitat. This influx highlights the precarious future polar bears face due to climate change even as they congregate in this one beloved seasonal refuge.
1: Bulldog-snouted, teeny-armed T-Rex cousins recently discovered in Morocco show dinosaurs stayed diverse in Africa up to the very asteroid end, challenging the idea that dinos were already in decline when the asteroid hit. These new abelisaurid ankle biters and shin shakers kept ruling alongside giant Chinanosaurus before the mass extinction.
0: Curiosity Daily is produced by Wheelhouse DNA for Discovery.
1: You can follow our show wherever you get your podcasts, and we would love it if you could take a second to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more